Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 123 of Table Reads. We won't be able to have a sequential numbered episode for like another thousand episodes, so it's really exciting. Uh, I'm Sean, over there is Josh and Jeff. Here I am, I'm Josh. I'm Jeff. That's Jeff. And by over there, I mean like 30 miles away and like, what, 500 miles away? Yeah, about four and a half hours. Yeah, that's 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 a trek. We are social distancing fucking properly. I went to another state. I'm, I'm super fucking over the social distancing bullshit. I went back in time. I'm actually an hour behind you guys. You've always been an hour behind everything, Jeff. That's true. It helps oh, sometimes. Snap. Except for fires. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, these, these ribs really were slow cooked. <laughs> so, guys... We're reading a script that long, long ago on this very podcast, me and my original co-host Trevor tried to read, and it defeated us. We couldn't even have fun with it. It just beat the shit out of our souls. Holy shit. But I feel like you guys can make it fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if you're watching or this Or I'm mad at you. <laughs> You decide. If you're, watching this, if you're watching this off the heels of the Watchmen episode we just did, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> so, um, who's eating chips? Not yet. Jeff. I jobs All right. for me. All right, everybody. Oh, how did Jeff catch that? It was me. I even showed you the you, back. Everybody. No, that's- <laughs> and, uh- Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> I blame Jeff. Uh, no, uh, just having finished that Watchmen script, my brain's a little fried, and you both have J names, so it's going to happen sometimes. I am also Whoa. Jeff. We are Jeff. My middle name's Jeff. Is it really? <laughs> well, Jeffrey. Well, my he's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah, That's we true. are Jeffrey. We are Jeff. Wait, is yours with a, yours is with a E-R-Y, right? No, it's the same. We had that conversation. Oh, the R-E-Y? Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. this is what our listeners really want to know. <laughs> That's why you're paying those big Patreon bucks, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't right. want to know. Subscribe about now, and I'll tell you what my middle name is. <laughs> and had if you become it. a twenty-five dollar subscriber, I'll show you my balls. Oh, for shit. just fifty dollars a month, Josh will give you his mother's maiden name and the last four of his social. And my mother make and model of my first car. I'll slowly spill details of my past so you can try to guess my security question. <laughs> All right. So the Star Wars. And yes, it's called the Star Wars. Uh, years before he wrote Star Wars, George Lucas wrote the Star Wars, an epic space opera that has some words you might recognize, but otherwise bears almost no resemblance to what we now think of as Star Wars. The story, goals, and themes are completely different. 
and uh, oh yeah, R2 talks. And his name is an R2. Uh, there okay. were four main drafts of the Star Wars script, and while you might expect that they progress from something strange to something familiar, they are essentially all completely different stories with only a few things in common throughout, finally leaping with the fourth draft into what eventually made cinema history. So get ready, because we're going to show you that, oh yes, it can get worse than midichlorians. Fade in. I'm kind of excited to see if anything we come across in this script was used elsewhere. Because Lucas, being a businessman, has never left an idea, good or bad, on the table. So I'm assuming these ideas show up somewhere else in cinema history. It's probably all Clone Wars stories. I mean, that's, <gasps> that's a lot of TV show to make. Don't you say that. Clone Wars is a fucking godsend. <laughs> all right. The Star Wars by George Lucas. First draft, July 1974. Lucasfilm Limited. Fade in. Space. A sea of stars is broken by the vast blue surface of the planet Ogana. Five small moons slowly drift into view from the far side of the planet. The main titles are followed by a roll-up. I'm going to let one of you guys read the roll-up. Josh! Okay, here we go. Until the recent Great Rebellion, the Dai Nagas were the most feared warriors in the universe. For 100,000 years, generations of Dai perfected their art as the personal bodyguards of the king. They were the chief architects of the invincible Royal Space Force, which expanded the Kringos' power across the galaxy, from the celestial equator to the farthest stars. Now these legendary warriors are all but extinct. One by one, they have been hunted down and destroyed as the enemies of the new galactic kingdom by a ferocious and sinister rival warrior sect, the Legions of Latau. Classic Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Star Wars, the, the story of the Dinogus and the Legions of Latau. And King Gios... <laughs> oh my god, this is great. I wonder though, like these all sound like super dumb names, but I kind of wonder if these were the names that had stuck through, if we would just accept them and Jedi and Sith would sound dumb to us. Yep. That's exactly true. It's not cool until somebody makes it cool. Hmm. I don't think that's what he's doing here, but I see your point. <laughs> well, he had to iterate too. So like, you know, the first time you try to be cool, that usually doesn't work out. I mean, really everything that you just read, I really could picture like a kid with headgear reading. <laughs> oh, you yeah, can't do that the against reason. the legions of Latau. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> to join the LOL. <laughs> that was some Joker shit right there. <laughs> I got him good. That was, that was deep down. That's personal. I didn't realize that it said LOL. And it made me LOL. <laughs> it's working this magic. 
a small silver a small silver spacecraft emerges from behind one of the Ogana moons. The deadly little fire fighter craft speeds past several of the moons until it finally goes into orbit around the fourth moon. <laughs> Valley of Colored Lakes, fourth moon, Ogana. A harsh gale blows across the bleak gray surface of the fourth moon. The blood-red sky presses down on a lone figure, Justin Valor, a tall, heavy-set boy of 16. <laughs> Our hero's a fatty. <laughs> he slowly makes his way across the weird... A weird... Pl- that says wired, actually. S- he misspelled weird. Uh, he slowly makes his way across a weird plain covered with huge, sprawling lakes. The water in some of the lakes is bright red, while in others it is a vivid green. The oddly colored lakes create an ominous landscape against the eerie red sky. The heavy winds whip at the young boy and makes the going extremely difficult. His face is covered by a breath mask and goggles. He stops for a second to adjust the shoulder strap on his chrome multi... multiple laser rifle. His chrome <laughs> multiple laser rifle. <laughs> you sound like on, a dad. Three. <laughs> he sounds like a dad reading his son's Christmas list. Lean in. He's like, all right. He wants a chrome multiple laser rifle. <laughs> he wants a uh, Nintendo. A, a, a Nintendo. With like a PlayStation Nintendo. Is that Japanese? What is that? Is that an Asian word? <laughs> Something in the sky catches his eye, and he instinctively grabs a pair of electro binoculars from his belt. He stands transfixed for a few moments, studying the heavens, then turns and rushes back in the direction from which he came. You almost want him to just put space before everything. Yeah, this is space in between a lot of these things. His chrome <laughs> space laser <laughs> rifle. Something in the eye catches his and he grabs a pair of space binoculars from his space belt. Because he's only he's only like half creative. Like he's like, oh, it's a laser rifle, multiple laser rifle, and his electro binoculars. They're binoculars. But they're electro. You see, they, electro. they got a really big case for battery that you put on top. Because, yeah. well, I mean, back then they didn't have battery operated all that shit. Oh, yeah. So no, like, you have, a, you have a belt with batteries in it and you have to plug it into your belt. The future! <laughs> your battery belt. <laughs> um. Supply Hut, Fourth Moon, Ogana. A damaged spacecraft, half buried in the dust, rusts next to the remains of a, an abandoned supply shack. Justin makes <laughs> Justin, Justin makes his way across the colorless landscape and rushes into the crumbling building. The interior of the hut is shabby, but manages to abate the howling winds. Seated in front of a thermometer, just a regular one. A thermoheater. Oh, a thermoheater. Thermo. Excuse me. Thermo. This is a thermo heater. He thought he found a real word then. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. 
<laughs> Seated in front of a thermo heater, which is fucking redundant. <laughs> are Justin's father, Akira. Space heater. <laughs> space, space heater. heater. <laughs> it is a space heater, you're right. Thermo heater. Now, now, Star Wars is notoriously like based on the works of Akira Kurosawa. Yes. So naming Justin Valor's father Akira is a bit on the nose, George. He didn't want to. He couldn't. He was. He's coming up with all these other words. And he's got seven samurai right there playing on loop. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm just gonna go full in. He's gonna sit next to the thermo heater with his multiple laser and his electro binoculars. But then it gets dumber. Hold on. Let I read ahead a little bit accidentally. <clears throat> Seated in front of a thermo heater are Justin's father Akira and his young brother Bink. <laughs> Akira is a large, burly man wearing the distinctive robes of a dai. Bink is 10 years old with dusty blonde hair and a large scratch on his cheek. Justin slams the door and removes his gear. His ruggedly handsome face is caked with many layers of dust. You want to be Justin? Are you I'll, I'll be Akira. You, you want? Oh, I know why you want to be Akira. Why? Oh, I I don't know. <gasps> Wait, can I? <laughs> he's, a, he's a large, burly man. You know, now that you bring it up. <laughs> he's a very Roger burly man. All right, I'm going for it. <laughs> dad, you, Dad, they found us. You, you convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of your go-to, man. I, I thought that was already in your head. <laughs> Uh, I'll make a better Skywalker than a Justin. I think. I think Skywalker is supposed to be more like Obi-Wan. I I think he is in this trap. Go ahead and read your Justin line again, though. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll be both of them. I'll just talk to myself this whole script. <laughs> Take it. Dad, Dad, they found us. Bink looks up from a small cube he has been studying. His father whacks him across the shoulder with a braided wire connector. An electro wire connector. <laughs> Josh, Josh, can you read your line, but fatter? <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. Dad, Dad, they found us. Yes! Yeah. Mm. Continue with the problem. Your concentration is worse than your brother's. How many? Only one time. A cow for... <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. That's not good, good at all. Good. <laughs> Only one. I want to. Only one this time. A cow four. He's oh, a fucking yeah. kid, right? Like he's a fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's, but he's it's a Luke. He's, a he's Luke. Whatever. He's he's, he's heavy set. Good. We may not have to repair this old bucket after all. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Me too. Do you have the answer? I think it's the Corbett dictum. What is? is without Akira smiles this is the correct answer Justin is strapping on a utility belt with chrome laser pistols and laser sword Ah! oops I hit the wrong button (laughs) (laughs) that's even better (laughs) actually back to back they're really great (laughs) 
Also, also to be a, a Jedi or whatever they're called in this, uh, apparently you need to study like books too. The, yeah, okay. but they also they well there there was sacred Jedi text, but the die I like that the die in this that, like they're strapped. Like laser pistols, laser rifles, laser swords, like they're fucking hooked up. Multiple lasers too, so <laughs> laser binoculars. <laughs> I got you know, I, I actually just picked up I went down to the Tasi station and picked up a box of laser condoms for later. I got a laser letter. <laughs> uh, uh, and laser sword. Akira rises and starts for his equipment. Uh, Pop? Pink, do you feel you're ready? Yes, sir. I've outmarked Justin in 12 disciplines. I'm as good. All right, son. Get your gear. Bink jumps up with the enthusiasm available only to a 10-year-old and grabs his gear. His father frowns and shakes his head. Wasteland Bluff, Fourth Moon. Inside, outside, who can say? Ogana. Akira Valor and his two sons carefully make their way up a- a- Akira Valor. Valor, come on! It's a very honorable name. It's a very honorable <laughs> What is more honorable than Valor? Ironically, we are all cowards. <laughs> I hope this the bad guy's last this. name is Cowardly. Or, <laughs> or like... Scared. Yeah, yeah, or like, like uh, Craven, <gasps> Darth Craven. That's what we're looking. Oh, for. that's a good one. Akira Valor and his two sons carefully make their way up a rock bluff overlooking the Letau spacecraft parked amongst the colored lakes. Akira inspects the with his electro binoculars. No tracks. The Barrock hasn't been open. Interior systems are still on. Are we going to wait for him to come out? He's not in there. He's baiting us. I'm surprised they only sent one this time. We must be wearing them down, or we must think this warrior is something special. Stay on guard and keep hidden. I'm going to work my way across the ridge and call his bruff. Better we meet in open combat than wait to, for him. <laughs> <laughs> then wait for him to ambush us. Keep your guard. That's the longest I've ever done that voice. I hope this guy <laughs> dies real soon. Or this sound, script will never you end. Sound like you're about to choke. You're like, <laughs> I've never done that voice for a paragraph. It's probably a sentence or like a quip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to die now because I felt myself turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Your, your laser inhaler. That's it. <laughs> I'm gonna punch myself in the throat before I talk it. Uh, wouldn't it be an arrow inhaler? Oh yeah, that's true. An, an electro inhaler. Electro laser inhaler. <laughs> Akira leaves his two sons and moves off along the obscured ridge. Justin and Bink watch him intently. Justin throws down his multiple laser rifle in disgust. He should have let me go with him. He's getting too old to make an open challenge. He's not too old to realize you just get in the way. 
Justin ignores his little brother's remark and sneaks a look over the ridge at the Letow spacecraft. Akira moves out of the rocks some distance away and starts toward the starship. Bink moves to the ridge next to the, his brother, his chrome laser rifle sparkling in the reflected red light of Ogano. He's making his move. Watch your guard. Cover that weapon. It shines like a beacon. Yeah, why do they make all our fucking weapons chrome? This is bullshit. I threw down my single multiple ra- laser. <laughs> Uh, Bink reluctantly move away and watches the other direction. Akira has almost reached the Letow spacecraft, and still there is no sign of its occupant. What's happening? Nothing. I don't like it. Akira carefully moves to the main hatch of the starship. He kicks a valve and the hatch drops open with a loud clank and rushing gas. Justin becomes more tense as his father carefully moves inside the spacecraft. Everything is still. Even the continual winds seem to have died down. Moments pass with no sign of activity inside the enemy starship. Justin watches the craft with his electro-binoculars. The waiting becomes unbearable. Something's happened. He's been in there too long. Let me look. Stand my guard. Bink takes the electro-binoculars from his brother and studies the silent spacecraft. Justin impatiently scans the distant red horizon. I think the power just went off. We better wait here until someone comes out. What if he needs help? The power went back on again. With the aid of the the electro-binoculars, Bink watches the running lights of the starship flash on and off. Suddenly, something huge moves in front of his field of vision. Before either of the two young boys can react, a large, sinister Letau warrior in black robes and a face mask looms over them. He carries a long laser sword, which cuts young Bink down before he or his brother... There we go. Before he or his brother is able to raise his weapon. The startled Justin backs away in horror, then settles down and ignites his laser sword which creates an eerie red glow. He stumbles over rocks as he attempts to avoid the charging Letau warrior. The evil warrior swings his mighty laser sword, but Justin manages to deflect the intended death blow. Did he just fucking kill a kid? Yes! The young lady will die! Uh, I think think I'll I'll save this particular thing for uh, the hero of a new trilogy to do. (laughs) He's going to be very complex. (laughs) For example, he hates sand. (laughs) Why would he hate sand? It's very coarse and it's in all these places. Oh, interesting, interesting. And how would he attract a young mate? I I would suspect fascist propaganda. Are you an angel? (laughs) (laughs) And that was episode two. (laughs) That's like our own version of Honest Trailers. Right. (laughs) Finally, Justin is able to assume a defensive stance, and the two warriors stand, sizing up each other. The Legionnaire is at, la- is at least seven feet tall and dwarfs the young die. They stand for a few moments, almost frozen, 
Then in a flurry of blows, laser swords clash with the sound of electric snapping and popping. I don't have any. I only have it turning on. I didn't get. Oh, that's good. Uh, Justin is barely able to hold his own against the experienced warrior. Many blows are exchanged before the Letow warrior is able to back Justin up against the deep crevasse. Justin stumbles and almost falls over the cliff to his death. The legionnaire suddenly senses something behind him and whirls around to face Justin's father, Akira Valor, a Dainogas master. The Letow warrior raises his laser sword, but is cut in two before he can bring it down again. Akira moves to the fallen legionnaire and studies him carefully. Justin, still a little wobbly from the whole experience, attempts to stand. Akira sees his dead son bink and goes to him. He lifts him into his arms and begins to weep. Justin stands bewildered, watching his father cradle the dead child. Fucking this is dark. an awesome fucking opening scene. Oh, I love it. So, so we. What one thing I'm, I'm noticing is that George really likes like high action openings and shit. Like, but this one fucking takes the cake. Like, just knowing yeah. what happens in a new hope because you got the whole battle and then the Vader walking down the hallway and shit like that. But this just fucking throws you in, and without seeing the names of shit, like you know nothing about what the fuck is yeah. going on. You're like, yeah. these are some fucking hardcore, crazy fucking people. Like. Just cut people in half, like wow. Yeah, like what, what? I mean, Vader like got on there and choked people. You're like, oh, he's badass. This dude like stabbed a fucking kid, and then went after another one. Like, this is dope, dude. Opening with killing children, like that's where you go first. Like, 1974, huh? This is like if Owen and Baru had been <laughs> murdered, like while they're drinking blue milk in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> they got killed by the milk delivery man. <laughs> Surprise, bitch! <laughs> Blue milk delivery. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with my sound effects. He's got so many tricks up his fucking sleeve. This guy and his soundboard. Let's see what's going on? Interior Letow Starship, Valley of Colored Lakes, Ogana. Akira Valor slides into one of the four seats of the small Letow starship. Through the front viewing canopy, he watches Justin, Justin drag Bink's body to a small crevasse. He is ten. You should be able to carry him. Maybe not if you're sixteen, I guess. Huh? Maybe he's a little bitch. Maybe yeah, he's a maybe. little bitch, which would <laughs> definitely make him the Luke analog. Well, you're emotionally compromised. Are you going to keep crying over your little dead brother? It's not like you, like you knew him or nothing. Like Throw him in the cliff, motherfucker. Uncle Owen, <laughs> I was going to go to Tashi Station and bury my little brother. <laughs> Stop being a bitch and bury that fucking trash. I, I like that the dad's like, I'm going to steal this. <laughs> hey, go bury your brother real quick. I'm going to see what this yeah. sick-ass ride is. I, I'm, I'm going to hotwire this thing. Go go bury that kid. <laughs> this thing's bitching. I'm going to go. <laughs> he, he said he was ready. He should have known his own limitations. This is on him. Cocky little motherfucker. 
<laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Dead right away. Fuck him. We're better off. First, first fatality he meets. Fucking struck dead. Didn't even get a sword out. Fucking pussy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is the best Star Wars that never got made. <laughs> You should, uh, you should, you should record that clip of Jeff saying that for later. And <laughs> <laughs> put it on your soundboard. This is the best Star Wars that ever got made. This is the best Star Wars that ever got made. Yo, fun fact wow. about podcasts: wow. we actually do record them. I would actually love that. And every time I make fun of it, just hit that button. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Um. <clears throat> Oh yeah, he's dragging the body uh, to a crevasse. <laughs> he's he's not even burying him. He's like, I'll just throw him in this pit. <laughs> Do you still got the wily coyote? <laughs> like falling. I never had that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I drink I, a bottle I've got of wine. I've got the I Wilhelm. I can't, I can't tell you. No, he's dead. He can't Wilhelm scream. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I mean, if, if you're throwing a dead body in a crevasse and they scream on the way down, you've made a mistake somewhere. <laughs> I made a slight error in judgment. <laughs> well, so long as it's a far enough fall, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It all came, cl- came even in the end. Yep. Come out the wash. Uh, Justin places a small locket around his brother's neck makes a complicated sign and dumps the body into the shallow depression. The giant engines of the spacecraft begin to whine, kicking up large clouds of dust. What's a complicated sign? Like a... Like a rune or something? Like yeah, like some he's doing like the Naruto shit? No, like uh like uh father. Like airbending. He's airbending. Head, oh, head okay. shoulders, knees, and toes. That's it. Okay. Alright, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. <clears throat> Justin climbs into the seat beside his father and removes his breath mask and goggles. There are tears <laughs> in his eyes. Father and son look out across the wasteland toward Bink's grave. <laughs> Using that word very loosely. The thunderous clap of an explosion is followed by a small mushroom cloud rising out of the depression. They blew him up? Holy shit. Wait, no. What if they blow it? What if dying? <laughs> that fucking soundboard's going to work out. Uh, what if, what if, uh, uh, dies like have like like explosive souls or some shit. So if you kill one, like you gotta run like predator style. I think that was the the locket he put on him. It was like a thermal detonator locket. Oh, my thing's better, but yours is probably right. He's <laughs> like, I put tequila in this boba tea, by the way. <laughs> The thunderous clap of an explosion is followed by a small mushroom cloud rising out of the depression. Justin throws a container down in a fit of rage. <laughs> Justin. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you still not reading this? Here I am. All right, I got it. All right, all right, here I am. How many more of them are there? I want to finish it once and for all. I'm sick of running. When will it stop? Justin's father waits silently until the tirade is finished. It's like three sentences. Justin sits silently for a few moments. 
sorry. Son, brought a course for Taunoe. That's dumb. Justin lights up like a genic at feeding time. That's racist. Taunoe? You mean we're going home? We both need a rest. Akira pulls back on the throttle and the powerful spaceship lifts off the surface of the fourth moon of Ogana. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Here, watch your language, you bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on youtube.com slash ferriswheelhouse2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes critic. He is stinking. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. What do you guys think so far? I love it. I'm having, this is amazing. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, we've basically gotten through the opening scene. Uh, I hope you continue to enjoy it. But I, I mean, this is I don't know. This is breathing new life into the uh, the 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 table reads right now after that 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 fucking trip and fall that uh, <laughs> that Watchmen did to us. I'm I'm fine with just having the rug pulled out for me under the from the beginning, and then just we're just following the rest of the script. And I love yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's not like Watchmen where you're you're lulled into a false sense of security and then fucking Veet gets vaporized out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Like I just wanna I just want you to push me from the top of the hill and just let me do that weird, really fast run and stumble thing the rest of the script. God, like I'll take that shit off. Like shit, 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 shit. So um you know the Jedi in in Star Wars lore, they say the Jedi in earlier drafts were called the Jedi Bendu. Um this must predate even that because these like i 
I was saying on the break that, uh, like, tomorrow I'm not going to remember the Legion of Latau, but I already don't remember what the Jedi are called. I don't remember the second part. It's, it's Die... Die... No, Noda? Nogas. Nodas? It's... It's... Oh. It's dumb. Nagas? Fade in. Cloud C. Granicus. A title card appears over a sea of billowing clouds on the gaseous planet of Granicus. Granicus. <laughs> How many times can we say Granicus? I like that word. Granicus. <laughs> capital, <laughs> capital of the new galactic empire. The towering yellow oxide clouds pass, revealing the royal city of Granicus. The magnificent domed and gleaming city is perched, mushroom-like, on a tall spire which disappears deep into the misty surface of the planet. The peacefulness of this nebulous idyll is broken by the increasing wail of ion engines. Four sleek star destroyers from the royal fleet burst out of the huge cumulus range. The craft are flying in a tight formation as they bank steeply and head toward the royal capital of the new galactic kingdom. Dan, 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 hey, dan. hey, you're gonna get us flagged on YouTube. <laughs> Granicus, <laughs> so great. Granicus so, sounds like a metal band. Where Granicus, <laughs> it is where we're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's some Star Destroyers <laughs> flying out of the clouds. Um, so. The first time we tried this on this podcast, uh, we were not very savvy, and we were actually using like Star Wars music all throughout. So probably best that we never posted it. Mm. Uh, <clears> hmm. <throat> Interior Star Destroyer Granicus. Star Destroyers are two-man spacecraft crammed with sophisticated electronic weaponry. The pilot and gunnery officers sit side by side, surrounded by lighted readouts and switches. They wear the gleaming black uniforms of the Kingos Elite Corps. So, can I talk about the Kingos for a second? I think it's Kingios. Kingios. So it's, <laughs> it's Kingos, like the most <laughs> regal cereal, but the O is capitalized with a, a tilde over it. Yeah. That's what gives it the yo. The king yos. That's it. King yos. <laughs> Hi, kids. Welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons. You guys want to eat some king yos? Like, I'm king yos. <laughs> it's one I of the am king yos. It sounds like one of the guys that Walter White had to deal with in Breaking Bad. <laughs> it, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a character that Donkey Kong would have to fight. <gasps> right? K. Rule. King Yos. Yes, King it's Yos. the Spanish crocodile. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> anyway, I'll be pilot. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like going to play the TIE fighter noise. Flying <laughs> away from that stupid fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> they wear right. the gleaming black uniforms of the King Yos Elite Corps. 
talk one to chicks, shape it up. Let's make it good. Does that glare bother you? Use your face shield, chick one. I would just want her to be chick one. The pilot, the pilot is cold and professional as he maneuvers his craft closer to the others. The positions of his ships of the ships are displayed on a readout, along with a graphic representation of the city. The pilot gives the gunner a quick look before he flips his sunshield over his eyes. Here we go. Count. Three, two, one. Now. Review stand. Plaza of the... Do- Plaza of the Dons. Granicus. On a huge austere platform stands the sun hot. Yeah, that's two H's, right? Sun hot. <laughs> On a huge austere platform stands the dark sun hot. Lord of Granicus, consul to the Supreme <laughs> Tribunal and ruler of the Galactic Kingdom. He is a thin, gray-looking man with an evil mustache hanging limply over his insidious <laughs> lip. Oh my god, he's gonna tie somebody to a train track. I know <laughs> he is. Standing at rigid attention on his right are several generals dressed in the black and gray uniforms of the realm. Five members of the Supreme Tribunal sit off to one side. On Hot's left stands <laughs> Mara Horus, newly appointed governor of the Taunawi systems. He is a young, treacherous man with a stone-cut angular features and piercing gray eyes. They all gaze skyward as the four gleaming star destroyers scream low overhead in an impressive uh, barrel roll formation. <laughs> As the sound of the spacecraft resonates throughout the glass canyon of the plaza, the group of dignitaries return their attention to the parade of royal shock troops and giant air tanks, which ride magically two or three feet above the ground. The plaza of the Dons is fitted with hundreds of rows of troops as the last brigade marches into position. The sound of the 3,000 men snapping to attention is followed by a strange silence. A light wind blows the great red banner of the kingdom, creating a subtle flapping sound. The king's amplified voice startles many of the troops as it cuts through the quiet. Okay, so whoever is sun hot, can you give it your best Paul Bettany? I don't know because who that I, is. That's like uh, he was Vision. Vision but and he Jarvis. Was the, yeah, he was the bad guy in the Solo movie. And that's what this guy sounds like. That's got to be Sean, because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Also, I have an echo effect. Anyway. Upon this battle depends the survival of the Galactic Kingdom. Mm. Nice. It's not a good Paul Bettany, but it's British, so... It's good. It's good. It sounds I like great. It. I love it. it does I didn't know good. where you were going with the direction at all, Jeff, but I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, it works. Trust me. Upon this battle depends the survival of the Galactic Kingdom. Upon this battle depends the life and long continuity of our civilization. Not since the Great Die Rebellion has our destiny been placed in such a balance... This is to be the most magnificent campaign of all. 
You have never been called without doing something to be remembered, something notable and striking. The conquering of the Taunawi system, the last of the independent systems and the last refuge of the outlawed, vile sect of the Dai, will have such important and lasting consequences that I can't but consider it an epoch in history. That's so good. It's so fucking good. Ah! Thanks, guys. Worth it. Worth it. Good pop, Anthony. It's really good. (laughs) To the rear of the plaza, watching the spectacle over the shoulder of a curious bureaucrat, stands Klieg Oxus. A tall, blonde young man about 20 years old. He seems interested in what the king has to say, but keeps looking around nervously as if someone were after him. I hope Han Solo's name is Klieg Oxus. It sounds like it. This sounds like the script for the Solo movie. (laughs) His arm rests across his head as he carefully but coolly adjusts a glowing blue ring on his index finger. The king nears the end of his speech. Mara Horus has moved up to the stand next to the sinister monarch. The troops shout a royal salute in response to a particularly partisan statement. I have personally asked the Taunoians to accept this treaty of alliance. During the period of negotiation, they have only decided to be undecided. We will barter no longer. Governor Horus has been appointed the first lord of the Tanawi systems and surrounding territories. This is the last frontier and the final stone in the Great Wall of the Galactic Kingdom. The troops cheer and the king escorts Horus inside. Oxus moves quickly away from the plaza, passing through several check stations where he is forced to show his identification. Nightclub, Granicus. Oxus walks into the glass and chrome splendor of one of the famous nightclubs of Granicus. He moves to the long-mirrored bar and sits next to a rough-looking man. Bamoji Espa. This motherfucker was naming characters by just pulling Scrabble tiles out of a bag. (laughs) Bamoji. Emoji Bopa. That is Bamoji Espa. Dressed in the distinctive gold and furs of the Galactic Traders. Is it distinctive? We don't know what galactic traders are yet, George. Uh, your glass is empty. Oxus speaks into a small intercom on the bar front. Adantic and... He looks in Espa's glass. Oh, thanks, Klieg. I've had enough. Just Adantic, then. Espa, it's not like you to refuse a drink. You're going to give the galactic traders a bad name. A drink appears magically from a small elevator in the bar. Oxus takes it and then places a pen-like transmitter he has taken from his pocket next to the intercom. It creates a low electronic buzz. Bar Observation Center, Granicus. A controller sitting in front of a row of monitors taps his headphones, then flips a switch back and forth a couple of times. He is obviously annoyed. Number 18 is out again. Give me a maintenance check. The controller yawns and puts his feet up on the control panel. 
nightclub, Granicus. Espa leans in close to Oxus. He is suddenly very serious. Please, we've got problems. They've just grounded all spacecraft, including trade frigates. Even the ships under Royal Registry can't move. Something big is up. I'm afraid they're not waiting for the Alliance Treaty. They're already moving against the system. I've got to get word back. The Chrome companies are protesting the embargo, but it's going to take some time. Isn't anything moving? Military ships, but... They are interrupted by a royal officer and several stormtroopers. The officer shouts over the PA system as the troops rush to block the exits. Oxus and the Galactic Trader are tense, but remain cool. Attention! Attention! <laughs> you go. That was a solid echo. I, I figured it was just like a one-line character, go. so I'd throw it out. Now do it. Go. Attention. All captains and first officers of guild trade frigates will accompany me to the Ministry of Transport immediately. Espa gives Oxus a hopeless look. As That's actually good for stormtroopers. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like that. He's got all the props, man. Fuck. He does. Prop master over here. Espa gives up. Op- Oxus a hopeless look as the troops check their papers and then take Espa away. A small fight breaks out in the back of the nightclub as one of the traitor captains expresses his dislike of the kingdom. Oxus slams his glass to the bar in a gesture of hate and frustration. Governor Horacio Horacio quarters. You know what? I'm wondering if that O with the tilde isn't um, like a, a weird transcription error because it it's Governor Horace so maybe like it's an apostrophe S that got like weirdly transposed in a what if his name's Horace Horusio because <laughs> <laughs> this is Palpatine right Mm, I think this is more Grand Moff Tarkin. I think my guy would be Palpatine. Oh. He's the king. Yeah. Uh, and I already forgot his name because all these names are real dumb. Uh, yeah, I don't remember your name. We'll figure it out. It was oh, it's, it's, it's hot. <laughs> Son of hot. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm hat. King hat. Also known as crown. <laughs> That's what a king hat is, right? A cr- it's, a, it's a crown. It's uh, a lid. It's a lid. Governor Horace's quarters, Granicus, the large white-on-white executive quarters, resound with the high-pitched laugh of the evil Governor Horace. He slaps Darth Vader, a tall, grim-looking general, on the back, and the general's mouth makes the slightest gesture at a smile. Success! Success! I told you! We are no longer under the control of the great families. We've gained a true advantage. Vantos Cole, a member of the Supreme Tribunal and a man of the grossest dimensions, appears to be a little worried. Um, a rather dangerous advantage. You still have a system to conquer. But this system will bring us more scientific wealth than that of any other house in the Tribunal. We will easily gain control of the directorship. Don't underestimate the armies of Tonawi. They're led by a die warrior. 
I've told you about Commissioner Call, General. He worries a lot. Okay. Here's the real question. Who's going to be Vader? (laughs) You're Vader. You You got the soundboard. (laughs) But he doesn't have a mask because his mouth opened. So be be, uh, Mufasa. (laughs) Yeah. Just James Earl Jones (laughs) without the asthma. (laughs) Hold on. It's a myth that any die still exists. Okay, Good. okay. I yeah. see you. <clears throat> General Skywalker's no myth. When I first arrived at court, he was the first bodyguard to the king. He led the Dar Rebellion. Guys. <laughs> Is that word? <laughs> this sounds like an Did you read it the way bottle. that I read it? I read it as Ngai Thick. <laughs> Ngai Thuk led the rebellion. So the king would have you believe, uh, believe, but I was there. Then why wasn't he hunted down like the others? Because he's too dangerous, too clever. Besides, his presence on Tanawi is still only a rumor. Then why do you believe it? Because I knew him. He's there, all right. I can sense it. Mark my words, Tanawi will not be easily conquered. Courtyard, Palace of Light, Tanawi. Fuck at this block of text. <clears throat> a low seek land speeder. An auto-like transport with travels a few feet above the ground on a magnetic field, glides into the courtyard of the Palace of Tonawi. That's, that's how I'm going to read parenthe- parentheticals in the direction, is in that voice. Okay. The planet, with its bright green sky, is a desert wilderness, but the palace is a sparkling oasis, with low concrete walls and great turrets spilling over with foliage from rooftop gardens. The speeder stops before an enormous shaded corridor. Fountains line the beautiful and highly polished tile walkway. Two young boys, Oeta and Puck, seven and five, are helped out of the speeder by Amber, a one-armed bodyguard dressed in the flowing white robes of the Tanawi military. The The two boys run through the long corridors, yelling and screaming, their little footsteps echoing throughout the palace. So in this script, you're either a kid or like super mystical and mysterious as fuck. Or dead and a kid. <laughs> like I love that. I'm, I'm kind of in love that the, the Sith and Jedi like have such a bigger presence. Like it's not talked about in past tense. Like this is a, this is a, a script where they're actually still dealing with that shit. Like, it's like, nah, like, there's, there's got Jedi warriors there. We can't fuck with that place. Like, yeah. that's not going to be easy. It's almost like episode three and a half, maybe. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Library, Palace of Light, Tonawi. The palace library is a dim, cool room, projecting an aura of time-warm comfort and security. In the distance, the children can be heard screaming through the corridors. <laughs> King Chaos. Could you could you next time could you load like a, a sound of an actual child screaming? I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I mean 
Yeah, I like this one. Be a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of children. I would love, I would love the, the, the like the, the admins at Google. They're like, what the fuck is this guy looking for? Like, <laughs> oh my god, Josh, Josh, you should get a, you should get Terry to do a Wilhelm scream, and that'll just be. Though <laughs> no, actually, I wanna, I wanna back up for a second because something just occurred to me. I think the Tie Fighter sound is just the Wilhelm scream, like modulated. Yeah. It, it, tell it, tell it, me it, what it, you think. Take, I'm gonna play him. Hold on. Wilhelm. Yeah. Tie Fighter. You you take like ten Wilhelms uh, and put them right next to each other. Right, so it but, but makes that but howl slight, sound. No, they're all slightly off. They're like one frame off, so that it extends yeah, it just, out. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you did, Ben Burt. I'm on to you. Lazy motherfucker. Oh my god, more fucking names. How many characters are in this thing? This is A. Zavos. I want to be Zavos. Who's that? You're, you're A. Zavos. Uh, where are we? Uh, King Chaos, silver haired but amazingly youthful under a tanned and leathery face, motions for one of his aides to. How are you youthful and have a leathery face? Hold on a minute. No, 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 no. I think we have a Jostradamus here. Uh, Josh said that there would be like somebody because you got Valor, right? Like, which is good. This dude's name is literally Chaos. Chaos. (laughs) Straight up, it's just King Chaos. God damn it. I thought J.K. Rowling wrote names that were on the nose. It's like fucking <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, what right. the fuck? <laughs> oh no, kids! I appreciate, I appreciate uh, 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 Sean going for like some subtlety with it. He's like, chaos. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm just scare you away it. from that shit. Like, <laughs> this, this is literally like if the first draft of Harry Potter had been called uh, like Harry Messiah and the make you alive rock. My name, my name's Harry Hero. <laughs> Harry protagonist. <laughs> I'm just here to go to school and maybe fuck. <laughs> At least his name wasn't Hero. <laughs> it's close. Yeah, unlike on Heroes. <laughs> That's what the I is subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like chaos spelled K A Y O S. Very subtle. Yeah, there's a Y in there. Okay. King Chaos, silver-haired but amazingly youthful under a tanned and leathery face, motions for one of his aides to shut the partially closed door. He's in the middle of an emergency meeting of the Tanawi High Senate. The twelve men sit in overstuffed chairs, placed in a large circle. A large, sallow-eyed galactic trader named A. <laughs> a. Zavos. A-A-Y. Holy shit. Can you read him like Henry Winkler? Like yeah. the Fonz? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. Oh, hey. This, this, this guy's got the whole Scrabble tiles from A to Z. <laughs> it's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. From A wait, to is, Zavos. Wait, we, always, we all know that if you don't put a space, it's technology. So what is this next technology here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a galactic trader named A. Zavos fiddles nervously with a small <laughs> scrap of leather as he speaks. A. 
My lord. Oh, I can't do it. That was walking. Remember. That was like Christopher Walken. Fuck it, do Walkins. That was his walk. My lord, the Chrome companies are with it, it, with, with you in spirit, but you must understand they can't openly support you. Royal trade restrictions are very unfavorable, and we, of course, favor your independence. All right, hold on. That's uh, <laughs> my favorite character. <laughs> hey. He's the, the Chrome companies. What yeah. he's saying, what he's saying is like. This is the the major like manufacturing industry in this universe is chrome. Witness me. Because we all know that that Star Wars was notable for being like grounded and down to earth and feeling lived in, but George Lucas was originally like everything's fucking chrome, shiny, like yeah. space and Episode sci-fi. He's on, right? Like yeah. Amidala's ship, yeah. He's yeah. not, but guys, he's not even trying to. Guys, somebody reigned in George Lucas when making this movie, and that's why we got a good movie. Well, twenty so, years so later, he, George Lucas is like, "Fuck it, I'm making the Star Wars I want. I want some shiny shit. I want the dumbest names you ever heard. I want kids fucking dying." That's but that, like so if if everybody thought that the original trilogy or the I mean the the prequel trilogy was like uh, um, uh, political based, bro, we've talked to three different kings who's had three different assistants. One of them being Darth Vader, and this guy Zavos is literally a lobbyist. That's all he is. His whole character's like, yep. He's like, the people, he's like, the Chrome companies have hired me to let you know we're still there and we want to let you know we back you 100%. But that's all he is. He's just a lobbyist. Yeah. <laughs> this is political as shit, but yeah. with some kid killing. And, and, and I want I want some uh, C-SPAN in space. That's what this is, is supposed to be. That's my George Lucas impression. It's terrible, but you get the idea. Oh, you did a good one earlier. Fuck you. you you're, you're laying on it. <laughs> this is what he always wanted Star Wars to be. And part of him was just so fucking pissed off that he had to make that good shit from 77 to 83. And fucking 98 rolls around. He's like, fuck it. I'm going for it. Everything looks old and dusty. <laughs> make it good. Now, I... Well, see, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a, a trilogy that really explores um, all the things that that are the opposite of what people like about Star Wars. See, and um, and we're going to kill a bunch of children. That's that's the the real highlight for me. That's how I wish Star Wars had opened. But eat it up, eat it up, nerds. But, but Joseph Joseph Campbell talked me out of that, um, and I'll never forgive him. <laughs> Uh, who wants to be King Chaos? Oh, fuck it. If there were to be a war, would your frigate still supply us? Your bluntness is to be commended. It could be arranged. <laughs> Count Sandage, a corrupt noble of the Senate, jumps to his feet in a rage. Uh, Does anybody good Jaf- Do you have a good Jafar? 
I mean, that's just Jeremy Irons. Oh, was Jeremy. Jeremy Irons? That was Jeremy Irons. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Scar. You said Jafar and Scar popped oh, into my head. Oh, okay, okay. That makes okay. sense. Okay, yeah. This is nonsense. Ooh. We have no choice but to approve the treaty. If there is a war, the new galactic kingdom will destroy our entire system with a snap of the finger. General Skywalker is a dreamer if he thinks he can mount any meaningful resistance, and you're dreamers if you believe him. So much trust in one aged man. You must see. At that moment, all heads turn as someone enters the room. It is General Luke Skywalker, commander <gasps> of the Tanawi Star Force. He is a large man, apparently in his early 40s but actually much older. Everyone senses the aura of power that radiates from this great warrior. Here is a leader, a die general. He looks weary, but he is still a magnificent-looking warrior. His face, cracked and weathered by exotic climates, is set off by a close silver beard and dark, penetrating eyes. Sandage is somewhat embarrassed and quietly sits down. Is there anyone here so naive? Wait, 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 like- wait. I think Skywalker should be read as Obi-Wan. <laughs> Is there anyone here so naive he believes the Galactic Kingdom would ever bother negotiating if they were contemplating destruction of this system? Your Excellencies, this is more than a simple raid on your resources. You must reach a decision. Hello there. Hello there. I love it. <laughs> there you go. I know that Obi-Wan. One. Do that one. Do that one. Do that I was a huge Moulin Rouge guy, so like I yeah. got even McGregor down pretty good. He's got a huge talent. <laughs> also, we're not skipping over this. Fucking uh, Sean's been sli- uh, sitting on a damn Jafar for... for Dude, right? <laughs> that shit was excellent. He's going to seduce me with his snake fucking scepter. Like, <laughs> All I had to do was rub that lamp and then fucking out he <laughs> Your beard is so twisted, the, Jafar. The, the whole time I was just thinking in my head like Prince Abubu. Abubu. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good channel. I like it. Mir Nash. A thin bird-like senator turns to General Skywalker. General Skywalker, war is a serious business. A deadly business. Procrastination is a deadly business, Senator. War is my business. Have you approved my defense measures? The Grand Mouth Tarkin, with an O in it, uh, wears the long black robes of the Tanoian religion. He speaks with a high, cracking voice. Oh, there actually is a Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, but it's grand. Oh, it's grand mouth Tarkin. <laughs> yeah, but we 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 burnt Tarkin on whatever the other guy. God, there's so many fucking characters. Okay, anyway, right? an actual war with the Galactic Empire is still only a remote. Uh, uh, hold on, Galactic Kingdom, son. Shit! I'm, ah! <laughs> It got me fucked. This is fun. (laughs) An actual war with the Galactic Kingdom is only a remote possibility Uh, as a military treatise. Treatise. 
treatise, your proposal has certain merits, but in the harsh light of reality, an attack against the Galactic Kingdom appears to be somewhat extreme defense. You must understand, General. We're interested in avoiding a war, not starting one. There are times when offense makes the best defense. If that alliance treaty isn't signed, we will need all of the advantage we can get. Count Sandage, I want you to head the delegation of to Granicus. You will leave tomorrow with your answer regarding the treaty. My decision will be forthcoming. The senators whisper among themselves. All right, then. May the force of others be with you all. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that that fucked me up mentally mid sin. <laughs> what the fuck? Read it May again, the- Jeff. Read it again. I'm gonna try. That might have been a one take. All right then. May the force of others be with you all. Wow. The, the senators leave in a flurry of hushed conversation. The general is lost in thought and remains in his chair. Oeta and Puck, King Chaos's two young sons. That O with the thing over it is just an apostrophe. No, it's K-U-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-
I, I know, Sean, you'll listen to this before we get to listen to it. Would you mind keeping like a notebook, like of like character to voice to actor, if you wouldn't mind? <laughs> I think like, I'm oh, gonna have to. But here's what's gonna happen because I literally did this the last time we tried this script. Uh, we wrote down our characters and and what we did for the voice. But you write down a character and they're never heard from again. We're never going to see any of these characters except for, like, Luke. And I mean, what happened to the characters we saw at the beginning of the script? They got in a ship and they left. They blew their their dead family member up and just left, and we haven't heard from them again yet. (laughs) I I also love that there's another George Lucas... um, writing a cliche in there where he writes a paper thin political drama and the main character hates politics yeah (laughs) it's so boring bitch you wrote this (laughs) he can't write the hero be like this sucks but there's also like a certain game of thronesiness about it it's just like people sitting around like okay also can I bring up like I kind of thought chaos and all these guys were supposed to be the bad guys but then luke's with them so no it feels like uh it feels like dune to me well so so chaos could be a bad guy uh we definitely know tarkin is a bad guy um Zavos is a guy. Sandage is Jafar. Oh, so, he's oh, so a you've, bad guy. you've given up on good and bad. You're like that. That's a guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Horus. He doesn't even know guy. if they're guys. It doesn't describe their genitalia. Vader, Vader's a bad guy. Potentially officer. Uh, who was oh, Sun Hot? Was the first guy that I thought was going to be the bad guy. I think he's Probably the he's is. definitely the bad guy. He's the the evil galactic. He's he's Emperor Palpatine. Okay, I'm gonna trust you. The king of the galactic kingdom. And then there's kids, and then there's oh, dude, this is so busy. There's so many kids. There's like alive <laughs> kids, and there's like dead kids. I thought I thought the original Star Wars was just the most expensive indie movie ever made, and this motherfucker's in here writing characters like he's got a blank check. Oh yeah, reuse these actors, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, well, I. Th- think you know maybe he had like a friend that was like really good at fake mustaches <laughs> you know like uh bugs bunny in the frizz freeling cartoon where he's like in the house with all the mobsters and uh rocky's handing out the the take of the bank robbery and bugs comes up in all the disguises to get his take and me boss and me boss and me boss I'm saying there's three of us trying to breathe life into these fucking characters, and there's too many. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with half of oh, them. Oh, dude, my voices are gonna start real soon, getting into like people I know in the real world. <laughs> this is Zach from the cubicle across from me, <laughs> and a large four seat speeder. Um, Josh. I'm afraid on screen I have not updated your email address yet, so it still says me, but you can tell the people for the podcast where they can actually reach you. You can still reach me at me at joshuajbaker.com. I'm doing a lot of content production right now. I've been doing a lot of real estate stuff, uh, a little bit of like story-based business content, uh, a little bit of voice acting. So 
I'm just kind of doing all that creative shit. So reach out to me if you like anything that we're doing here on this podcast. I mean, I'd love to swear on your podcast. Give me a call. Yeah. And then for table reads, you can hit Linktree to see everywhere that you can subscribe or just, you know, search in the platform of your choice. We're there, guys. Um, And I also have started a new podcast that you should check out if you're a superhero fan and you're particularly a fan of the Stargirl show that is now airing on the CW and the DC Universe app. I have the super best podcast about that that anyone could ever possibly make. Uh, it's got cast and crew interviews, behind the scenes stuff. Check that out. It's Stargirl After Show at stargirlaftershow.com. And that's it. We'll see you next week for part two of this shit, um, which we expect to contain 734 new one line characters. Hey. Come back next <laughs> week. We will see you then. And until then, we will miss you. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black.